0: Hey everyone, Lou Mavs here from the Music is Life podcast with a really important question. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get Music is Life off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Such as, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen? And how do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is real simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Since I started my YouTube channel, I've been able to edit the audio on iMovie and then bump into Anchor and distribute it on the podcast to everybody. And I still use Anchor to record audio only podcasts. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me, Lou Maz of the Music is Live podcast, and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your
1: podcast. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from like Rat Sound Review where they discuss the latest rock and metal news as well as interviews and albums Album vs. Album The King Diamond Podcast with Wayne Noon Greg Noggle and sometimes this guy gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl there's also Old Man Metal's Musings where he discusses heavy metal and beer Music is Life with Lou Mavs The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, watch a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search RatsoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.
0: You're listening to the Music is Live podcast with your host, Lou Mabs,
2: on the Rat Sound
0: Review Network. Music is Live podcast. This is your host, Lou Mabs. Check out everything you need to know about the show over at musicislivepodcast.com. So, as everyone knows, the new Halloween album is out. If you go over to Ratsa Review, you'll see that we covered all the albums up to the new one. And as far as I'm concerned, I think the new one is the best album of 2021. It would be really cool to have a member of Halloween on the show. Hi, Heiliger Scheiser, it's just Sasha Gessner.)
2: Here I am. Your wishes, you know, it's just fulfilled.
0: And I even have to rub <laughs> a Genie bottle. That's amazing. Good. <laughs> Great. Sasha, Guten Tag und Willkommen by Music is Live podcast. Yeah. Hi. Hi there. And, Very good introduction, uh, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, you before know. we begin the questions, I just want to say thank you to Uta Kromri from your management for setting this up. Very nice lady and uh, cheers to her. So, as I was saying, the new Halloween album, the self-titled release, is out now on Nuclear Blast Records. It is my album of the year. You've added such a great dimension to the band. And I am really happy that you're here for me to ask you questions about the new album and about your career.
2: Yeah, that, that's that's very nice of you to say that. But, you know, I, I have to say on that, uh, on, on, at this point, um, it's it's a teamwork thing. You know, like the whole, like the way everything um, happened and the way everything came together, and I'm not even talking um, about the band um, itself. It's also um, all the people who, who were working with us um, throughout the years, it, whether it's if, if it's our live crew or management, producers, everything. You know, so to get to this point, um, being seven members in a band and having an album like that, it was a lot of teamwork. You know, so there's like not one person responsible for everything
0: i completely understand that and yes i meant no disrespect by that um all i meant was from the album that you joined with them from to this point rabbit don't come easy you have probably one of my all-time favorite halloween songs uh open your life and you wrote that and oh yeah what that's what made me take notice of you was that song i just said oh my god this guy's added new fresh blood to the band it just sounded amazing but let's not talk about past let's talk about current and again thank you for being on the show so and again remember halloween's new album out on nuclear blast records right now um first off congratulations on an amazing record having the number six record in sweden the number three record in japan and the first number one record in the career of halloween in your home country of germany uh just want to ask you how it feels. How does it feel? Huge accomplishment or just another day at the office for you? <laughs> no,
2: it's 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 really crazy, you know, because you also have to know we're we're a heavy metal band and and, you know, like being number one in, in your own country. That means something special for you as well, you know, and then also among all the other genres, you know, um, for I think actually when a heavy metal band achieves something like that that's that's not only for the band and and not only for the fans it's it's for the whole genre i i just like that we as an like old school heavy metal band um um went to the top there that's that's crazy and it's you know today we got the news you know like like we we knew it would happen it would, it was building up this week but today was official and and yeah it's a big hype now in in the halloween camp you know because it's it's crazy you know and and just because of what i said it's it's not only the achievement um of of the band it's it's the achievement of of everyone else who was working with us and and also because it's the heavy metal genre which is still like if you compare it to all this hip-hop stuff that's going on and pop music and everything reaching a number one in any countries or three or four in other countries, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just great, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking that's, that it's great for the whole heavy metal world, you know, not only for Halloween.
0: I think that's a wonderful answer and I'll take it. That's, and, and you're right. It is great for the genre, but as a fan of the band, I'm just so happy for you guys. I mean, I'm not one that really considers, you know, uh, I think validation is good, don't get me wrong, um, but like, I didn't need Halloween to have a number one album for me to say what a great band you guys are, but yeah, I think it's amazing that you guys achieved it, so congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you, man. So aside from the obvious, which includes now recording with uh, Michael Kiske and Kai Hansen in the band now, the lineup has been pretty consistent for the last 17 years since uh, Keeper's Legacy. You, Sasha, are a producer, songwriter, and musician. You've worked with Charlie Bauerfien since your days in Freedom Call. What are some of the changes that you've experienced in terms of technology and recording, and how have you adapted to including these techniques in your career?
2: Oh, well, you know, in, in the 2000s, like in the early 2000s, uh, everything went digital, right? So um, and it, it gave a lot of people the possibility to record. Um, in smaller studios and at home and of course for us as a touring band it was a great addition as well because you you and, and that's what bands nowadays have even more you have maybe two or three months to finish an album and, and that's where you can rely on technology to make things like the workflow and everything quicker and the funny fact is about the new album is that we went totally the other way because we had the luxury to record for longer you know so um, and and especially myself and 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 you know the old guys of course they, they they've been there, but for, for me myself growing growing up in the eighties, um, at, at one point I was starting to collect eighties gear because I love it so much. And uh, I, I like the retro vibe and and you know, like even if it's just plain reverbs or stuff that were built in the eighties, they sound magical to my ears. And and it was always a dream um, within Halloween um to to combine um, that with the modern technology to go a bit and in, into the retro vibe and with this album we totally could you know like there was Danny who came up with this brilliant idea to record drums on Ingo's drum kit so you know and and they had this drum kit and then Charlie Baufan find went like okay when we're doing this we should also record on tape which it would be for me a logical way and then when we got to, into the guitar recordings he said you know um i know that you're collecting the stuff and you and you like this retro gear and and also kai and 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 Mikey and i we were on the same page when it came to amplifiers and stuff you know we 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 know that we wanted to have a, a this german british um guitar sound you know and and we um, and kai went back to to pull out his old uh, martial amplifier from the walls of jericho times and stuff like that happened and Charlie when, when we recorded guitars he went like bring all your retro gear so we go like the opposite way of what bands nowadays would do and then in the end you have to like now I have I can say this because there's a long time passing by and, and now I, I'm realizing that probably this album is pretty w- wonderful you know so um, I'm just realizing that um, the combination of everything going the retro way, having a retro vibe on the album, but at the same time, making it sound modern worked out just brilliant, you know? So I'm just happy about that.
0: I agree with that. Um, it, it sounds like a modern album with that classic sound. And I was well aware that it was recorded, uh, analog. And I said to myself, wait, they, they recorded on tape. It Yeah. and. uh, and, and, and you we know, recorded upon digitally it,
2: too, you know, we, 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 we used both techniques, you know, we've, we've right. been using a lot of analog gear, but also we used the digital work at the same time and, and that worked well, you know, and, and the yeah. good thing about the, the analog recording, when you're writing and recording, um, it's all about the moment and the mm-hmm. vibe. And, and what we did is we, we captured the vibe, the energy we had when, when we've been playing. And there are things you can't reproduce, you know, there you can't um, repeat stuff um, in the analog world because then you have to do it again. It's a, and it's a, it's a, um, it takes a lot of time to do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just catch a moment and it isn't perfect, but that imperfection makes it kind of special, you know, and, and that's what we went for. Well, I gave it a
0: 10 out of 10 when it comes to sound. So, Good job on that. Um but Thanks, knowing that you used um classic instruments, I know that you're endorsed by Dean and Blackstar. I love Dean and yeah. Blackstar. I have yeah. two Blackstar amps myself. Yeah. Um did you rely on your Dean guitars and Blackstar amps for your sound? Yeah, you know
2: it, Yeah, you know in the studio um you would use normally a lot of stuff because for me it's all about the tools and it's it's tools to express yourself and of course I would use a certain, or, or a certain amount of different guitars. Uh, I had a Dean Guitars Flying V, which I'm using very much, but also I was using several old instruments I already had. There's, for instance, this old Ibanez Destroyer from 1981 or 1982. It's actually the first um, electrical guitar I was ever playing on, and it, it belonged to my uncle who introduced me to to rock guitar playing. So, and I thought like, this is like a legendary album we're going to make. This is a very traditional way of recording. And I want to re- um, introduce these types of instruments for the recordings as well. And and the same goes for amplifiers. Like, like th- that's a funny thing. Blackstar amps are very well known for in the heavy metal world. Yes. And, <laughs> um, and, and actually all I've used them for were, were clean sounds. So, uh, this you know th- th- this ah! time like every every like clean sound i use the blackstar amps for because mm-hmm. I, I just right before the recording i got this little um valve amplifier and it's called ht20 it's a little you know um head and and i i got it because i love the clean sound so much it, 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 it sounded like very over compressed like a, a ac30 when you when you clean it up you know and i wanted to have this sound. But you know and then, and then, for everything else we used different, we had like an um like a like a storage full of old Marshalls and stuff we used because we wanted to go totally eighties, you know with I love that talking type of gear song. with
0: musicians, it's great
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and and you know it was and the end of the, of the day it was all about the vibe, you know because we we finished with the songs we we know um we knew what it's what it's going to be in the studio and what we want to aim or for or what we what what goal we want to achieve and and then like the gear was just the tools that got us there and and you know and and in the end of the day that's that's how the whole band works it's all about emotions and vibes you have a lot of songwriters in the band Mm -hmm. you know and even even Danny who doesn't write songs he's a music lover you know he's he's a collector for vinyls and 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 even if if He can't write songs, he he has a good feeling for what it's good and what's not, you know and mm. and and Halloween is a very emotional driven band so mm. um and that's what we go for. There's no like constructed we need those type of songs, and then we need to do that. and then also a lot of people were asking, wasn't it a big pressure and uh, for me personally i I didn't feel that way, you know um, um it was more the surroundings of the band that came up with this pressure thing. But for us, it, like, like always, we just wanted to make a great record. And especially now with the addition of Kai and Michael. Um, because as you said before, the band was working already for a long time in a, in a stable lineup and it was a working machinery, you know. And so um, having Kai and, and Michael coming back to the band was just an amazing addition, you know, more possibilities, mm-hmm. more energy, and I, I love that. So, um, it's all about the vibe and emotions.
0: I wanted to purposely make sure that I didn't ask the same questions that other interviewers have been asking you. So I was just like, no, no, no. I got to want to make sure I throw not curveballs your way, but definitely yeah. be like, you know, let, let, let me ask him something different than what everyone else is doing. <laughs> so um, you, I'm loving the answers that you're giving me. Thank you so much. Um, you've also brought back another member from a past band of Andes. You had Dennis Ward of Pink Cream 69 right. uh, working with you on production and mixing. How has it been working with him?
2: Uh, actually, very good, because, you know, that's that's the whole thing these days with Halloween, that this is like a big family from the past and from the present, you know. Um, Dennis Ward was working with Andy before for a long time, before Andy joined Halloween. And then you had Costa, Zafiri, who is part of our management, um, working with Dennis for a long time in Pink Room 69 and later in Unisonic, where Michael Kisker is the singer of, you know. So you have like this big family coming together in the end, you know, like we've been touring with Kai a, a couple of times, you know, doing the Hellish Rock one and two tours. And, and so it was kind of, you, if you, you watching it from the outside, you could see it happen, you know, like it was building up throughout the years that we would kind of connect and reconnect with each other. And, and yeah, and now it's just this big family at, at some point we would just sit all together in the, in the um control room um with the producers dennis and and charlie and and um the whole band and we would listen to the demos and everything and it's like a whole family happening listening to music and deciding emotionally what we like and what we don't like you know so and and dennis was there to kind of um structure the chaos the band halloween brings brings in naturally you know because we're 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 pretty chaotic. I would say like we're one of the last real rock and roll type of metal bands in the world, you know. Because now, now nowadays, like a lot of modern bands, they're so like spot on and and on time, and you know, and 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 everything is on grid, you know. Right. And 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 with with Halloween, we're still we're, we're still having a lot of old school vibes, and and you need we really need a producer to oversee everything. And, and Dennis was there to to guide us a little bit, um, also musically, you know, to be there and arrange stuff and say like, no, 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 don't play this. We could do that first, you know, because otherwise it would have been a, a big chaos. And and he's a great musician, man. It's, it's amazing. He's a good singer too, um, mm-hmm. of course, a, a great um, bass player, but he also can just grab a guitar and go through the chords. And so um, it was just we wanted to get all the manpower we, we can have. To have a great album, you know, and and then also, Charlie would normally mix our records. He went like, okay, this time I don't want to mix the record. I want to give it to someone else. And there you had Ronald Prent in in in, in New York, sitting there and mixing the album, which was amazing too. You know, so um, I'm I'm actually really um, satisfied about the outcome.
0: I know that you bring a whole different level of influence into the band, especially with music that you listen to in your formative years. Um, I mentioned uh, Open Your Life is one of my favorite Halloween songs, and I couldn't help but hear a vibe that reminded me of Real Talk Send Me an Angel. So I said, oh, this guy's bringing in more than just metal to the sound. And I I really appreciate that about what you do. What I want to ask you is, when you were in your formative years being influenced by many artists and genres, how important was it for you to incorporate them into what you do or is writing just something that comes, uh, has always kind of come naturally for you at this point?
2: Um, you know, um, when when I was introduced to um, Halloween um, I knew what it, the music was about, you know? Um, I mean, for me, as I said before, I, I was, um, I'm very much influenced by a lot of different styles and I'm not a heavy metal, um, guitar player or musician per se i I wouldn't even say that i'm a a guitar player you know i I stopped stopped being a guitar player long before i I joined the band you know like the guitar is for me just a tool to express myself artistically and but um in halloween and and that's that's why i liked um the idea of of doing the rabbit down easy album like because in the beginning they were like okay we want to do an album and we don't have a, another guitar player and we want to have another guitar player. And the job description was kind of, can you write songs? It wasn't all about the guitar playing. It was more about the songwriting and what we instantly liked uh, from each other because, um, Mikey and Andy are pretty much the same. Um, they're so open minded with music taste and, and, and I, I like that because I'm, I'm just, just on the same track there and. A good song is a good song, but also this type of music has boundaries in a way. You know, it it must have a certain sound. But if you have a good song, you can kind of patch it up to be that way. For instance, if you take Best Life on on this record, that was a song I was writing on a synthesizer because I'm collecting these old school 80s analog synths, you know, and I like to play with them. And when I'm writing. I I just write with any instrument I, I, I just get handy, you know, so handy anyway, with. So I was writing that riff on a on a synth and I was playing and it was meant to be a synth pop song actually. And it wasn't meant wow. for to be a song for Halloween first. So it came naturally. So what I would do is I would play the riff and I would sing. And then I had like the chorus coming up and everything and, and a few lines here and there. And I was when when we were about to um, write for the album and, and we had this like date where everybody would meet and play the demos to each other um, there's always a little bit of a pressure because you know they're great songwriters in the band and everybody comes in with ideas and I went through all my ideas and I was like okay this is actually pretty catchy how can I maybe I can translate it to guitar and so we're starting to do the same thing with guitar and, I, and it worked and I was singing to that and I was like okay I, I'm, I'm gonna record it I'm recording the vocals later, but I want to show it to the guys. And then Andy, for instance, he was just going in and he thought, he said, it's sing me the chorus. I want to hear what you have on mine. And I was singing the chorus and he was like, wow, that's actually brilliant. It's, it's such a good song. And that's how, how it went to, um, be on the album, you know, because, um, and and nobody knows that now, now people know, but uh, nobody knew that it was a synth pop song before. Wow. I, uh,
0: I have to say it's one of my favorites on the album. So, um, yeah, to know there's that a it the... oh, it yeah, there's, okay. there's, there's a demo version.
2: Oh, it is okay. There's 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 a demo version with my vocals on it, and it's it's so uh, Billy Idol. <laughs> it's, it's like well. it has nothing to do with Halloween, but th- that's what I wanted to, to express. Is when when like Danny is going to play the drums on a track, um, and the rest of the guys is playing their instrument on the track. In the end, it's Halloween. Yes. And and that's that's what I like about the band that they're very open-minded when you come up with song ideas and it's not heavy metal per se, but they like it.
0: They're just good they songs. Will, they're just great. Yeah, songs. they will.
2: Yeah, so they will kind of, you know, bring it into that sound. It's all about the sound that makes it in the end heavy metal. You know. Yes. And and it's, it's yeah, still Halloween and
0: it's still amazing and it's still great songs and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of this album. Yeah. It's a. Col- it's a. And for me, by
2: the way. Yeah, and for for me, by the way, the singer is giving always the red line there, you know? Like, if you hear the singer of a band singing a song, um, you know what band it is,
0: you know? Yeah, definitely. I know that we're pressed for time, so I just have a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, But again, very grateful that you're giving me this, and I don't uh, mean to sound like I'm rushing. I just, I respect the fact that you have other people to meet with, except now he's here, and I got him for a couple more minutes. Um, (laughs) I just have to ask, what was it like to have played Rock and Rio in 2019 in front of what looked like 200,000 people?
2: Yeah, crazy, crazy, really crazy. And actually, I have to say that the whole tour that um, we we didn't plan to go on tour anymore because um, that tour was planned to be White Snake, Scorpions, and Megadeth. So, and and Dave Mustaine got sick. So, and then they they asked if you want to go on this tour, you know, with these great legendary bands, you know. And 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 Rock Rio was the last show of of that tour, and it was right before we wanted to go to the studio um, to make this album. And man, I gotta say, it was a magical show for us. Really magical. You can watch it on YouTube. It's it's yeah. crazy. You know, we've been in in a very good form. It was it was a lot of fun to be there. And and I have to say, oh, there, no blame for the American fans, but I have really to say the Brazilian fans are crazy, really. <laughs> You know for any band that's touring there it's it's amazing if you can make it to play in in brazil because in brazil you'll have to know rock music is not dead there you know like in a lot of countries it's kind of suffering because you know with of, all these styles that come up and but in brazil um there we have a lot of young fans in brazil too and they're very open-minded to music and you know you would you would see heavy metal fans standing in the ground with a depeche mode shirt on or so so you know they're like very open-minded and and, and playing there, it's just amazing. And the hype we just received there. You know, we went back home and we were so on fire to go to the studio and, and record, you know, because when you're coming off from such a great tour, it's you, you just want to go on. We, for us, it was more or less like, let's do the album so we can go back on tour. You know?
0: Yes. Which and unfortunately, I'll... well, we know what happen happened, more. but I will say this and I say this as an American. Even I think the Brazilian fans are better than us. They put us to shame.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, I, I wouldn't use the word better. I would just say they're crazy, you know. And they're not, yes. you know, you must must know a lot of people are, are are very poor there as well and they would save the money up for tickets. You know, like in in and and people in in the states or in Germany too, they're used to get to a show whenever they want, you know, and mm-hmm. and for them it's obviously um, easier to catch a show, and, and and they're kind of used to it. So, uh, and it's maybe that's the reason why um, they don't get um, freaked out when a band is coming there. But in in those countries, in Latin America, especially in, in Latin America, people are saving a lot of their hard-earned money um, to to get a ticket, and and then when they go to the show, they go just nuts. You know, it's it's crazy. Well, and I, that's creating a lot of energy, you know.
0: I can promise you that should Halloween return to the United States, especially to New, to New York where I live, I will buy a ticket and I will go crazy.
2: And yeah. I'm gonna have I'm the sure time of my that. life. <laughs> I'm sure about that. And but, I'm, you uh, know, and, and just to make it clear, I'm not saying that that um, people are not, not um, respecting that that bands are coming out or people are not go- going crazy or people are not happy no. about seeing a band live I'm, I'm just saying it's if you if you watch any like dvd of any band when they record it somewhere in latin america or you, you just watch shows on youtube you can clearly see um the difference and like if it's just a mentality or whatever and and so i would never say like these fans are better than those no there's no different. better yeah that's no better or worse but but you know as you were asking for rock in rio that was just a crazy show you know i
0: i think i would have fit in well with that crowd because i'm not one of those fans that does this at a concert i Uh, love to embrace the music and embrace the live performance because as a musician i respect it too sasha i know you're pressed for time i know you got to go you have more interviews i just want to say danke shane thank you so much for coming on to my little podcast and embracing me with a half hour of your time it means the world to me I wish you all the best with Halloween, with the new album, with future tour you, plans. You're, you're an awesome musician. And this was a real treat for me. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thank you, too. Thank you, too. All right. You take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Music Is Life podcast. If you want to know more about the show, check us out over at musicislifepodcast.com. Also, check out our parent network, ratseireview.com. And check out all the other podcasts there, including our South Park podcast, including our Pro Wrestling podcast, and including Old Man Metals Musings, and also the Vault and the Parents Show, Ratsa Review. Once again, thank you to Uta from Halloween's Management. Thank you to Sasha from Halloween for being my guest on the show. And I wish you all a great day. And remember, all art is valid. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Music is Live podcast. Music is Live podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm and Ratsireview.com. Check out the other shows on Ratsireview, including Beyond Bushido, Old Man's Metal Musings, The Right Opinion, Stuck My Balls, a South Park podcast, the Vieira Vault, and the Team Watoki podcast. Graphics for the video portion of the show were done by Rocky Baia. For commissions, find him on Twitter at R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. Intro and outro music for the show is Lose Control by The Rebel Medium, written by Jacqueline Guitard, Ernest Layug, and myself. If you'd like to donate to the channel, or if you're in a band and you want me to review you, then donate to my PayPal at musicislivepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Wayne Noon and Greg Noggle, with much love and gratitude to Aaron, Anna, and Aloysius. For more information, including where to find me on social media, check out musicislivepodcast.com. And don't forget to check out ratsireview.com. Remember, all art is valid. Thanks for listening.
1: Cheers. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album. The King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy, Schmackamagab! Ralph Vier is also on our network, with the Viera There's also Old Man Metals Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park Podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe i watch a long wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, ex Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search Review on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more.